Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode number 264 for February 13th, 2022. Hi, I'm Marty. And I'm Kristoff and Marty, you're my favorite Valentine. Aw, thanks buddy. <laughs> In terms of podcast co-hosts that yeah, I yeah, podcast exactly. with. Yeah, the, the, the A1, you're my A1 as well, considering this is the only podcast I am currently hosting. Yes, you are, you are my podcasting valentine. My heart, my heart, um, dear friends. You know, this is, this is probably a great time. Uh, the, the patrons get a, uh, get an early notice on this. Hey, uh, our wonderful OG538 who decided yeah. to give us money. Guess what, buds? Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So, uh, if you haven't already, uh, get something. <laughs> Yeah, just so just about that. I um woke up this morning and I realized woke up this morning. Let's not do that. Um, Got a blue blue <laughs> I realized I realized I was out of my uh, my omeprazole, my Prilosec generic uh, mm-hmm. that I have to take because I'm old and have heartburn. My body's failing me. Yep. So hey, I. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, maybe I have time to run the Walgreens. Oh, shit, it's snowing. Uh, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, so it popped over to Walgreens. And while in the Walgreens right around the corner, I realized, yeah. oh, shit, I didn't have a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did procure a gift, okay. uh, which I will okay. not say out loud due yeah. to uh, the wife being in the house, although probably still asleep. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was like, oh, I should probably pick up. And maybe a little box yes. of chocolates uh, to supplement said gift. So yeah, I'm I'm that uh, guy. The day before uh, Valentine's Day, realizing that uh, forgot to buy a card. No, no judgment. Uh, in my household, Valentine's is always considered a, a second tier day anyway. Sure. Because well, it, it's underlined by the fact that my wife and I started dating on February nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. So. That's like the heavier of the two, but even that is second tier to the wedding anniversary. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, I made sure last week to pick up a card and some chocolates, which Good I'll man. be surprised by in the AM. Good so, man. Uh, Good man. You know, yeah. you know, doing I'm, doing what I need to do. do I may also to. may also pop by Weggies tomorrow morning and get some flowers. Ah, smart man. See, uh, in our house, uh, flowers are eaten by cats, and a lot of flowers are toxic to cats. So, yeah, yeah. that's uh, he's. Xavier's pretty good about that. So yeah, I'll... no, our our three hellions will destroy. You will crush, kill, destroy. They go full MDK oh, all yeah. fucking day. Crush, yeah. kill, destroy. That's a good Guar song, by the yeah, way. Absolutely. From uh, that was from Ragnarok, I believe. <laughs> and or roll. <laughs> yes. Well, that was the song. Yeah. yeah. Ragnarok and roll. Ragnarok. Are you are you down with the Guar? Are you? Uh, you I I am. Uh, I do not have uh, a very heavy knowledge of individual Guar songs. Gotcha. However, uh, I know that they are unparalleled when it comes to a theatrical live experience and uh for yeah, that alone great, great. i will always admire them and if someone's like hey you want to go see guar the answer is yes have you but you have not yet no i have i have oh you I mean, have it was, okay. it was years right. ago but yes i what, have sonar but, uh wrecker Ramshead. what was wrecker, the wrecker. nine third uh, wrecker okay yeah. all right so that had to be early aughts exactly which is okay. was also my prime era of going to shows before now sure. where i'm just like uh why do you need openers <laughs> yeah no, i'm with you well although if it was the show that I, well i went to a couple there in that yeah. era I, and i still have the t-shirt from it. it's a long sleeve obviously black t-shirt of course. uh from their blood drive tour 2002 <laughs> um from their violent on the violence has arrived record uh yeah. which had some really awesome they kind of reshaped their uh, their image a little bit and went back towards the metal side of things because mm-hmm, there are mm-hmm. a couple albums prior they got kind of jokey and hokey and you know right, right. fish fuck and fucking an animal and you know escape yeah. from the moose lodge songs like that like yeah. from we kill everything yeah. but with violence has arrived they got this comic book artist to like redo them and draw them in like comic book style and it's 
some of the most wicked fucking awesome artwork uh, oh, yeah. that there is. The album cover for Violence has arrived if you guys listening out there haven't seen it. But on that sh- tour, I believe it was that tour, a band called Burn the Priest opened for them. And that band would later become Lamb of God, one oh, of the no biggest uh, metal bands in in America. So, so yeah, c- got to catch them on the upswing. Both being from Richmond, motherfucking Virginia, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was a. Uh, we may have been at the same Guar show and didn't even know it. Uh, definitely, likely. Uh, I mean, it's up there with being at a lot of the same early movie screenings and sure, not, not yeah. realizing it. Uh, our, our our show list probably does not compare anywhere near as much. <laughs> probably not so. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be a couple crossovers. Yeah, exactly. They're they're there are probably some, but probably not a lot. Um, Maybe an but, HF festival or two? Uh, I never went to an HF festival. Oh, wowzers. Yeah, I've never been a big festival guy. I hate um, that now. I absolutely hate Oh, them. yeah. No, 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 no. Talk, <laughs> talk about now. I just want to see a band by themselves. I don't want any openers. I want to be home by 10 o'clock. I'm the fucking worst. I want the option to sit as well. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to be worse than you. Hey, this is a great time for me to plug uh, my standing only show for Super Art Fight coming up on April 8th at the Auto Bar. If, uh, a great venue, a great show, absolutely. a great host. Hey, thank you. Um, gotcha. uh, but there's two of them. Uh, <laughs> there's two hosts. Well, yeah, I was talking about Ross, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're, we're coming back to the Auto Bar for the first time in 872 days. Uh, you did the map on that, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, not not <laughs> manually. I threw that shit into Google because uh, I, <laughs> I I think that's a, a fun talking point. Um, I mean, you're not you're not like chalking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I like don't have a wall cell. here in my yeah, basement yeah, yeah. that I've just been marking every day since we've last played the <laughs> auto bar. Um, but yeah, uh, April Armageddon take two because we were supposed to April Armageddon in April 2020, uh-huh. uh, and turns out we actually did get an April Armageddon in April 2020. Nice. Um, so uh, yes, uh, tickets on sale now. Uh, Superartfight.com for links, details, all that fun that, stuff. That sounds awesome. Let me ask you this question though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as the uh, I guess uh, one of the proprietors uh, of Superartfight. Yeah. Superartfight.com. Yeah. Um, would there ever be a time when you say, you know what? I think things are going too well. Let me just uh, jettison half of our, uh, you know, artists on staff and <laughs> continue on our own. Would that ever be something that would cross your mind? Oh, it's, it's not something that would cross my mind, but you know whose mind it does cross. Who's that? The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. That got me hard. Yes. Uh, uh, excellent segue work, sir. <laughs> you're, you're, you're making me so proud. Now, unfortunately, though, uh, when it comes to the WWE section of our show, uh, here's what I got for you, folks. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all WWE programming, with the exception of SmackDown, uh, got bumped to to Sifi for oh, yeah, that's uh, for right. the Olympics, and WWE said, "You know what? Barely anyone's gonna watch, so fuck it if we do anything that's important." So let me guess, there was a lot of talk segments. Uh, there were talk segments. They they mm-hmm. aired stuff commercial free. Uh, so uh, RK Bro and Alpha Academy for the entire commercial free hour of Raw did a quiz bowl. Wow! Yes. Even like Jeopardy has commercial breaks, bro. Yeah. Even it's yeah. academic has commercial breaks, bro. Yeah, got to hear from you, giant food sponsors. Come on, <laughs> very true. It's ac- academic, not on this year, which is uh, really, which, which is very sad uh, because that that is a a local television thing that when I find it, I I'm not a person who's like, oh, I'm going to make time to watch it, but I definitely watch it if I find it on the air on a on a bleary eyed Saturday morning. Yeah, I it must have been a rerun uh, sometime recently when I was at a hotel on a Saturday uh, yeah. <laughs> morning yeah. and it was on. I was like, oh, shit. And I also learned and they were that, doing it remotely via like Skype. Yes. Yes. But I also learned that they that there's two. It's academics. There's a Baltimore one and there's a D.C. one. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But like it, it, it's the same level of um, negative production value. <laughs> uh, definitely uh, high school AV club feel, which is sure. to me the endearing legacy of it, that yeah. it's it's probably one of a handful of locally produced programs that aren't news. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I had the pleasure of uh, being on it in high school because I'm a fucking dork. So. Oh, no shit. Yeah. 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 I was, that's uh, that's awesome. Sh- shot at WJZ um, up on TV Hill there. Mac McCarran, RIP, yeah. a yeah. legend. Um, yeah. This had to be, I think it was a sophomore. 
So it was likely 98, 99 era uh, when this happened. It may be on a VH tape, VHS tape in my mom's house still. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's um, so great. That's but so maybe, great. Maybe, I, maybe I should go to a thrift store, get an old VCR, uh, rummage through the old stuff of mine like that she taped off of TV. Like when I did the Super Plunge and they were doing news coverage of it, she would like tape it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, moms. Um, yeah. And then also um, take advantage of my dad's old VHS porn uh, stash, which I oh, yeah. found again uh, yeah. as I was fixing some things at my mom's house in the garage. I was like, oh, I remember get, these tapes. Get, get you some stuff with some small <laughs> boobs and big hair. Make I remember it. these from the, like, the old school 70s big VHS like cardboard <laughs> boxes <laughs> with the VHS tapes in them. Yeah. It's classic. Cla- yeah. I actually, honestly... I may be able to sell them for some money. Uh, I, I mean, VHS is having a weird resurgence right now, so it's <clears throat> it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned being on its academic, uh, being a, a, a county public school uh, high school student. Mm-hmm. We weren't a part of that, at least to my knowledge. Okay. Uh, but I, in middle school, I was part of something similar called NAL National Academic League. Were you no. also part of that, Chris? Yes, I was. Oh, I wonder if I played you then. We uh, might. Oh my God, this is. But finding these things out on the air, but it's kismet. The, but the part that is was very amusing to me is uh, my my story of getting into NAL was not that far from I forget what they called it on there from Bobby Hill's uh, entry into it on King of the Hill. Okay, uh, I don't recall that episode. Enlighten me. Uh, basically, I <laughs> I got scooped up like maybe two weeks into season because people were like, "Your brain's just full of useless pop culture knowledge," and we're blowing that category. <laughs> I feel like the pop culture one's the easiest like niche to fill. Uh, apparently not for for uh, good old Glenmount Elementary. Uh, wow. oh, sorry, Glenmount Elementary Middle. I think they're now just called Glenmount School. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, uh-huh. appa- apparently not so much because uh, your, your boy had to step in. Uh, and, and that's the one on Glenmore and um, what's the fucking Walter. Clark's Road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, all that's, right. That's where yeah. I went. Uh, and, uh, the, the, the really, uh, the bit that stands out to me, like I, I, I did very well. And I remember there was like, you know, uh, uh, I forget where even it was, but it was at some school and it was like a, an all day Saturday thing. Uh-huh. And I just remember absolutely ruling ass on these weird ass kids who didn't know pop culture stuff. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> one of my crowning achievements was there was a question of the name of the new superintendent of uh baltimore city schools and i legit buzzed in i'm like superintendent chalmers <laughs> confident <laughs> as hell oh well, yeah. super nintendo chalmers <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, to you wow you know what i remember going to your school to play an nal game so there's a very good chance yes that yes. Uh, the, the, that, the that likelihood happened. is high that you were there and wow. possibly that we played each other i can't remember if it was that's amazing because you're a year older than me uh-huh. so i don't i don't know if i can't remember <clears throat> if it was like seventh grade versus seventh grade eighth grade no i think it was just middle school middle school okay okay so then school. then the likelihood's high because i did that for yeah i think i did that in seventh and eighth grade wow i can yeah. make i you know what Believe it or not, I can actually one up this and make it even nerdier. Yeah, so please, in, please so let's go. Sure, there's there's Jeopardy. see, folks, you don't get a WWE section, you get this <laughs> Jeopardy. It's academic NAL in yeah. the fifth grade. Oh, there was a competition. I think yeah. it was just citywide and citywide schools. Yeah, um, called the Globe Trotters, and it was okay. a geography quiz bowl. I feel like I remember hearing about that, but I was definitely not a part of it because geography is my fucking weak point. <laughs> I can tell you that from all the effort I'm doing into trying to try out for Jeopardy this year, that (laughs) that's a true story, by the way. Uh, You you heard it uh, probably second, Rough House podcast listeners. I am trying to get on Jeopardy. Um, Yeah, I I suck at geography. Yeah, no, I I guess I don't think I'm great at it now, but at least for uh, elementary uh, into middle school age era questions, I was okay because the team, it was a three person team, much like, you know, those other ones. We won this first place competition (laughs) against all the city. I think I think the trophy, I I think I may still have the trophy. I don't know if I got rid of that one. That was a kind of a crowning achievement there. Uh, But yeah, I am a fuck dork an og nerd well uh, hey, in if, case if, anybody if was we, questioning this. if we want to talk about nerd bona fides uh your boy was 
oh god what the hell was it called i, I want to say it was called the dc shakespeare festival your boy ended up doing fucking shakespeare as part of in a DC. multi-school thing in dc yeah Oh, we used to do the one, the local one down the center stage yeah, on, yeah. Uh, downtown, the Shakespeare Festival. I was, yeah. uh, I was, I was, uh, my, I received rave reviews for my uh, performance as Macduff and Macbeth. Hey, there you go. Uh, but see, again, possibly somewhere that we crossed paths because <laughs> I, I feel like there was the center stage one and there was mm-hmm. the DC one, and I feel like we did both. Yeah, so. I don't think I ever did the DC one. So. Uh, what were your uh, What were your roles? I'm just curious. Uh, I know <laughs> I played Caliban. I remember that one okay. particularly because right. I got to also do a, a good weird... German metal band. Yes, and a uh, mute. Yes. Yeah. Um, I because I got to do a weird voice for it, but that's <laughs> you went full Brad Whitford at the end of Billy Madison <laughs> to be or not to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's probably not that far removed from the type of voice I did, but yeah, yes, uh, I that, I don't remember what else I played, but I remember playing Caliban because it was just such wow. a weird, yeah. odd character to play. I um, I remember yeah. being McDuff. I remember being the narrator in um taming of the shrew mm-hmm. that we did and then i was like the narrator and that kind of like i don't i didn't looking back at it now it may have kind of sowed the seeds of uh of of me doing sort of broadcast of just kind of talking into a microphone of people listening it kind of was the genesis of that whole uh that whole thing oh yeah oh yeah i uh again talking about nerd bonafides See, folks, again, no, no WWE shit to talk about. talk about this. We, we just go on this, this weird tangent. I, uh, I did the morning announcements in middle school. Uh-huh. Yep, me too. Um, and in high school. I uh, did not do them in high school because <laughs> they really weren't a major thing. Like, it was our portfolio. Oh, yeah, Marina. Oh, was, buddy, was... in high school, we had our own closed-circuit TV station. Well, I was going to say, we definitely had a, a video class uh-huh. that we produced stuff for yeah. that I was a part of. Um, and, oh, God, what what was the other nerd? I had an – oh, I, I did I did plays and musicals in high school. That was that was the big thing. I was a big theater kid. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that in high school. Uh, I guess I was picked on enough. I felt like I needed to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> my, my, well, for me, it was my group of friends. That was the thing they all did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I also knew it was surprise, surprise a scenario where, um, if you just said you wanted to do it, you get a role. You know, right. you, didn't, yeah. you didn't. They'll find a spot for you. Exactly. And uh, I, <laughs> it was definitely the first time in my life I experienced failing up, because I would be <laughs> the type that I would. Not intentionally bomb my auditions, but it was like uh-huh. so. Like my senior year of high school, um, and I know part of it is once you're a senior, they were just like, okay, those are the people who are going to be like lead roles, whatever. Sure. I fucking sung the Spider-Man theme in like a lounge version for the musical, like Richard Cheese style. Yeah, exactly. Because of course Spider-Man, I did. Spider-Man. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I ended up co-lead for Guys and Dolls. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, wow were you the guy or the doll uh, <laughs> oh that, that's for the patreon right there. <laughs> uh, i need photos marty i need photos uh i don't know that i have any but i'm sure i am sure somewhere in, out there in the listening <laughs> range especially um in the wrestling superstar uh lord diaz, lord diaz probably yeah. has some somewhere so man yeah that would be a patreon exclusive worth signing up for absolutely but hey you know what yeah, we got a fun transition here because I learned something this week, which I I, I think is just prudent to talk about okay. in this AEW section and All based right. on everything we just were talking about. Uh, Max Caster of the Acclaimed mm-hmm. started his wrestling journey in broadcasting school. I did not know that. Yeah, he went to broadcasting school. He wanted to be a commentator. Okay. For professional wrestling. Oh, really? And the wrestling school he went into, you know, they were like, well, you know, let's see if you can take some bumps and stuff, too, just so you kind of understand what they're doing. Yeah. And the trainer of school is like, you're too good to just let you talk <laughs> doing commentary. But, yeah, he has a degree in broadcasting. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I learned that this week, and I was just like, 
that explains quite a few things about Max Caster's what, uh, uh, comfort what's, what's, on the mic. Where's he from? Do you, do you know the, uh, the whole backstory? I don't know that. Let's see if... Uh, what was your old... intel? Where was your uh, source on this? Uh, there, was a, there was a podcast interview he did this week ah. where that came up. Uh, he's from New York. Oh, okay. and he, he was trained by uh, Brian Myers and Pat Buck. So it was a, oh, okay. a, another of the... Creator um, Wrestler? Yeah, Creator Wrestler School. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, thought that was that was just an interesting quirk there. Uh, that, that 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 is that's cool. I like that. School. Um, but Bruh. hey, AEW this week had a fucking lot happen uh, <laughs> as we got not one but two day butts. Are, are we gonna are we gonna add to the Forbidden Door discourse here? Uh I, I will say this: Tony didn't need to do what he did. After the show on Wednesday, to be like, all right, I fucked up on the Forbidden Door. I mean, here's the thing. The the Forbidden Door phrase is starting to just get played out. Okay. 100%. Yeah. And if it's going to be, if you're going to hype it up as you did, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to you, Mr. Khan, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, your big debut has to be somebody that walks through a forbidden door, not somebody who's a free agent. A free agent is not forbidden door. That's just a free agent signing. Yeah. Okay. There's, yeah. there's a difference. Now, now Jay white, who's currently under contract with new Japan pro wrestling showing yes. up on dynamite. That is a forbidden door. To exactly. But. Exactly. Uh, and, but he and, was and again, very he, secondary in, in the grand scheme of things that night. He hundred percent was. And Tony Khan even went on to Twitter post show yeah. on Wednesday to say, so I kind of screwed up the whole meaning of Forbidden Door. So on Sunday, I called Jay White and brought him onto the show. But we've got some cool plans for him. Blah 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 blah. The 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 two debuts were the aforementioned Jay White and the big one, the one the the, the primary one that the Bearcat all the hype was about. Yes, the former Bearcat, one Keith Lee making his AEW debut, uh, looking great, performing yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and God bless Isaiah Cassidy for putting him over fucking huge. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely king sized. Bumped his ass off for the big man. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was I was saying to you via text, uh, Matt Hardy should uh, should give Isaiah Cassidy his his payday from uh, from showing up on Dynamite for that because Matt Hardy did fuck all but leave him stranded. So, well, uh, I, I don't know if you uh, if you caught the gag on on Dynamite on Wednesday. Because he left through the crowd. The same way that Jeff did. And yeah, his last, and, and yeah. on commentary, they were like, oh, that's some very erratic behavior. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. Wink, I didn't wink, nudge, that. nudge. I mean. So it's only a matter of time before uh, before Jeff Hardy shows up. Yeah, yeah. All signs point to Hardy Boys and AEW, guys. Yeah, just, just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, it's not going to be that music, though. Well, it could be that music, though, because that is fucking. Uh, is that Paroxahuijin? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's library music. It's it's uh, music you'd hear elsewhere. Really? Yeah. I, I've heard his theme is like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Fucking um, not, public not, domain. It's not public domain, but it's it, it, it comes from a random music library. It's not WWE created. How did I not know that? I thought I, that was I've like a Jim heard, Johnson special. I've heard the Hardy's theme in like TV commercials before. That is jarring. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> there were no hot topic uh, uh, jinkos or, or you know detached sleeves or yeah. face paints or anything involved. It was no. for like you know a rental car company. Like come to Hertz. You get a free upgrade every three rentals. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. It's just very weird that that. That theme could conceivably be on Dynamite if if they – I'm sure they might not – I mean I'm sure Mikey Ruckus wants to make a theme. For I'm sure, the but for that de- – the, the debate, you know, yeah. if you want to pop a crowd, man, you play yeah. that fucking music. And if you're legally able to, I don't see why you don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's uh, – wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but Dynamite itself, for all, all of the hula blue and excitement about uh, what will happen on the show, it kicked off with MJF. Yeah, typically, I don't love 20-minute promo segments to begin a show. Uh, AEW does them sparingly, thankfully, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, that was every Raw, you know, you would turn in at 8 o'clock on a Monday and there'd be a 25-minute promo to set up what happens later in the show. Yeah, exactly. Someone like that, yeah. Uh, So I don't particularly love them. I will say this one, you know, 
may, again, with a lot of these MJF Punk segments probably went a couple minutes longer than it should have. Mm-hmm. But it got from point A to point B well. Um, See, that's where I disagree you with you, You don't think Chris. so? Okay. I, I think we went from point A to point B to point Z and landed on point D. Because Punk comes out, so the the segment was your typical heel celebration of a massive victory, down to the point where uh, MJF was walked out on a uh, penliquin. Thank you, uh, Excalibur, for for giving us the real word uh, for the chair that is carried by multiple people. There was a Mm -hmm. quote-unquote red carpet based off of the uh, scarf of MJF. There were uh, cardboard cutouts of MJF's highlights from the match. Uh, Sean Spears introduced a new T-shirt for Shop AEW that uh, said better than best in the world, whole nine. But Punk comes out, Mm -hmm. and over the course of his half of the promo, he asks for a rematch with Wardlow, a six-man tag rematch, a rematch with MJF, and then we end up with Punk and someone who isn't Darby or Sting against FTR. Right. Well, you got to imagine it's going to eventually lead to a six man and then lead. They're just going to run the whole thing back and probably to but a the way that the, the tag match was booked was if Punk wins, he gets his one on one rematch anytime, anywhere against MJF. I'm sure they'll find a way to squeeze Wardlow in there again. Probably, but it just was, why are we talking about all these other things and landing in this other direction? I, I thought it was a little muddy. I thought it was kind of like a bartering sort of thing. Like, you know, eh, what do you, you know, you know, like, hey, you know, uh, I'll, I'll fight a Wardlow again if you uh, if you fight me. He's like, no, I'll see you, Wardlow, but I'll raise you, uh, you and a tag team partner if you're choosing not these, uh, you know, spooky old goth kids uh, or, or his di- un- crazy uncle um, against, uh, you know, the best yeah. tag team in the world, FTR sort of situation. And I'm not going to motherfuck the segment too hard because it led to <laughs> an incredible match. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, a, a match that, frankly, punched way above its weight class. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, at, at the same time, you know, it's like, oh, they got from point A to point B. I don't know, man. There were some random, <laughs> there were some random stops along the side of the road before we got to where we were going. Well, again, if had they trimmed five minutes off the segment, they could have gotten there in a more that would have been the way to do swift it. Swift nature. That that would have been the way to do it because Sting and Darby ultimately came out for nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, it shows that, you know, Punk has friends and backup if he needs it, which I guess has already been established because it came to his eight at one point already, didn't they? Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't right. know. Anyway. Uh, we got to see MJF make out with random indie superstar, uh, I guess. Uh, well, that, that's apparently his shoot girlfriend. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So good for him. The know? other one, uh, I think with Gabby Ortiz is her name. Yes. Um, yeah, she's been on Dark and other stuff before. Yeah. 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 She's. Uh, Got some bosoms. <laughs> but then we went backstage where Andre bosom, uh, Andrade lady. El Idolo is with Sting and Darby Allen. They're finally face to face. Andrade says, look, I know I know the little kid works for you, <laughs> which I mean, 10 out of 10. But uh, Sting's good. like, uh, he's not a kid. He's his own man. And you can just talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love this whole dynamic. I think it's ridiculous, especially yeah. if. if if it wasn't spoken in broken English, it wouldn't work as well. No. But the, no. the you know, and Andrade is legitimately trying. And he's actually doing, he's getting better. Totally. With, with his English. And I have no problem with, I actually think it enhances the whole bit. Yeah. Uh, I, if anything, it's underlining how, and who would have thunk it, naturally funny Andrade is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he, he very much, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's laughing with and not laughing at. Right. Which is a, a big difference from the other major company in the pro res world. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but uh, Darby said he doesn't have time for this. He wants to become the next TNT champion, something we'd find out more about on Friday. Uh-huh. I still think we're heading to a three-way at Revolution. Let's uh, go. But we shall see. Then we had Wardlow versus The Blade. The Blade got the shit kicked out of him. It was a little bit back and forth at the beginning, but yeah. ultimately he got murdered. Four power bombs. That's yeah. the finish. And then Sean Spears wax blade with a chair. It's starting to be. I mean, you know, I keep saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it's it's, it's almost a you know, does the the burn have to be this slow for yeah. the for the warlords? Same thing as the MJF with Cody turn. Like yeah. as soon as Cody was paired up with MJF, you knew because anybody who knew anything about MJF knew that he was going to turn on. It's like. Right. Get to the fucking fireworks factory already. Exactly. Um, I appreciate a slow burn. 
but yeah. at the same time, you could maybe but you, you know, know blow MJF on the fuse and, a little bit to make it go a little faster. MJF and Cody was done in God. They launched uh, AEW in May, and, and it was done in November. Full gear, yeah. That that was six months. Yeah, this Wardlow MJF thing's been at least a year. Oh yeah, easily. So I I, I definitely think it's time. Then uh, the part that uh, all made all the blood rush out of Chris's head uh, aired as we had a Penta video package narrated by spooky Alex Abrahantes <laughs> uh, calling out Malachi Black, and it seems like fucking Pentagon Dark's coming back. Hell yeah, brother. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's break go. some arms. It, it, it is time for a bunch of AEW Dark jobbers to get their arms shattered. Yes. Let's fucking go. Yes, give me a ruthless but still mega cool fucking Penta Oscuro, and I am. I can't wait. My favorite part of this whole thing, I cannot wait to hear Jim Ross try and pronounce Penta Oscuro. Uh, oh, oh you know that hysterical. is being that is being left to Excalibur and JR Thrill. <laughs> well, Penta there. Yeah. This 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 darker version of Penta. <laughs> Not by darker, I mean you know what I mean. <laughs> well speaking of inadvertently racist comments, we had the inner circle team meeting. Uh, which again, folks, I, <sighs> I don't care for these named segments for the inner circle. Oh, Mike, did you see the trademark that Chris Jericho the uh, influencer? Oh my fucking god, get over yourself, bro. Get the fuck over yourself. So okay. the really the there were two takeaways I had from this pro this promo segment. One, Jake Hager's San- on his way out. Well, okay, I guess that's number three. <laughs> One, Santana is incredible on the microphone. Oh my god, yeah. Like that dude sounded like a main eventer. He was fucking ready. Like the dude was just ruling this. For for those who missed it, the the story is pretty much as Eddie Kingston had planted Santana and Ortiz are are done being Chris Jericho's lackeys. They're done being second fiddle. They want their opportunities. They want to do that sort of thing. Then comes sort of the second part, which was in <laughs> in Jericho's rebuttal. I don't know if he intended to sound racist, but he definitely sounded racist because he's like, you know, who you remind me of my other Hispanic friend, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Not to mention the Spanish guy standing to the right of me. That's a whole other different uh, genre there. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just, you know, that was one or two of. I guess inadvertently racist comparisons of the evening uh, yeah, that, yeah. that have been doled out. Yeah, well, uh, we'll talk about the other one momentarily. But uh, Sammy's the first one. It's just like you know, what? I've quit this before, and uh, I'll quit it again. Screw it. And uh, it looks like we're getting uh, Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho and Hager next week. Uh, let's just hope that Santana and Ortiz win cleanly, and everyone just moves on because that's yeah, that's what I need and what yeah. I want. R.I.P. Inner Circle. It's you yeah. run your course. It's been what two years, two plus years. Yeah, you're good. It's, it's time. Almost You've done two all and you half can. years. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Four uh, four months. Yeah. So let's let's just move on, gang. Uh, oh, actually, no, not two and a half years. A year and a half. Because uh, it, it no, it was nineteen at the end of nineteen. Oh shit, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it has October been. of nineteen, God, the first this, dynamite. This, we were uh, there. Yeah, it was. It was October nineteen on October twenty. Yeah, uh, this fucking <laughs> pandemic is. Screwing I, my know. Brain. I um, know. Rapongi Vice backstage saying they're going to face the Young Bucks on Rampage. We're finally getting that match. Spoiler alert: It fucking rolled. Yeah. Uh, Bucks run up. Uh, they wanted to fight right now, but here comes Adam Cole. Attacking from behind, BTE trigger on Rocky Romero, and here comes Jay White. I love the walk in the frame with the jacket, let yes. it breathe. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was a good debut right there. Yeah, beat the crap out of Trent, sent him into a truck. Very nice little debut. And uh, between that and what happened on Rampage, if I'm getting Jay White versus Trent, fuck yeah, that match should be absolutely fantastic. And, Agreed. Uh, then we had the big time debut, Isaiah Cassidy in ring for the face of the revolution qualifier, and it was Keith Lee. Keith Lee starts off by absolutely yeeting Isaiah Cassidy with a hip toss out of the corner. Uh, I believe it's now being called the Uncle Phil Beal. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Keith Lee shows he's a big boy who can move, does a... Leapfrog drop down into a big crossbody, slingshot crossbody, pouncing the fuck yeah. out of Isaiah Cassidy. 
All the hits. Yeah. Uh, did, did everything you could want. Wins with the ground zero. Crowd was super into it. Super into it. Doing the uh, the the football club-esque chanting of Bask in his glory. Yeah. Uh, it was everything you could need or want. And uh, I, I, I got to say, I, I think there was also a nice little moment where he clearly relished taking off his hoodie to reveal that he was wearing the tiny pants and not some <laughs> dumbass singlet. singlet. Yeah, um, no doubt. And then after the, the after match, when Mark Quinn tried to get involved, uh, Quinn went for a, uh, a tope con hero, which was caught uh, yes. brilliantly by Keith Lee and then power bombed a motherfucker onto another motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, glorious, savage violence. And I love it. Yeah. Now, there's been some uh, discourse on the interwebs, uh, even led by one David Q. Meltzer uh, okay. about Keith Lee's size here saying that he uh, was appearing out of shape. And, uh, okay, maybe he's bigger than he was, but let's also go over the fact that dude probably was pretty fucking depressed the past few months. Yeah. And yeah. let's also go over the fact that if you make him lean, he's not interesting anymore. Yeah, Like, I half mean, of the joy yeah. of Keith Lee is, that's a big-ass boy moving around. Yeah, I mean, he's he's nowhere near, like, Yoke late era yokozuna level yes. you know large yeah. he may have put he's, on a couple over the past few months and he's got married last weekend you know he's he's had some shit going on exactly. stressful shit yeah so um so yeah and then you had you know jim ross uh comparing him to a young mark henry which again uh maybe not the best move maybe maybe not maybe not maybe think yeah. that through yeah and uh I, I thought he looked great. I thought he came off like a star. Hundred uh, percent did. I, I I had no notes, but uh, Wade Keller, Dave Meltzer, uh, even Brian Alvarez were talking about how he looked out of shape, and I'm just like, huh? he didn't move like he was out of shape. Yeah, he he looked pretty good to me. And that's what matters. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> didn't hurt anybody. Didn't hurt himself. No, no. Uh, and again, Isaiah Cassidy, uh, absolutely uh, the the Lord's work. Yeah, making no, no. Top, Keith top, Lee look like a king. Top marks. I think you know, it's kind of sort of uh, shown to be a recurring theme with the uh, Wrestling Observer folks and body shaming both men and women, it seems. <laughs> well, it, it's definitely <laughs> been something, uh, I mean, uh, forever where, you know, there there are uh, – and it's probably because Dave works out as much as he does. He, he keeps an eye on guys' physiques and – it's weird. I, I mean, I get that, but it's not the era of the the big muscle guy anymore. You no. can have there's just look at the AEW roster. There's all kinds of shapes yeah. and sizes and colors and everything yeah. else. Um, it, it is a pretty, you know, obviously the the level of inclusiveness uh, still up for debate. Um, sure, but you know, there's a lot of different uh, body. If we're just talking body types. A lot of different body types in yeah. there, and all, and all I mean, of them are really good athletes. To go to the next match, it was the mystery partner match. Mystery <laughs> partner for CM Punk against FTR was John Moxley. Yeah. John Moxley looks almost skeletal compared to how he looked before he left. Yeah, but I think he looks infinitely healthier. Like he looks like a UFC light heavyweight. Like he yeah. he's got that type of build now, where it just it's like he's he's built, but he's not big. He's he's Lee. cut. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think he looks great like this. Yeah, um, because yeah, yeah. it also accentuates like his body language and everything. Which yeah, is got that wiry of... sort of exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, Punk Moxley FTR had a barn burner of a tag match. Yeah, it had something for everybody. Uh, it 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 was just so goddamn good. Hard hitting action. Great false finishes. Tully Blanchard eating yeah. a GTS. Tully Blanchard eating, eating a GTS. Uh, near falls that you thought for sure were it, including Punk eating a big rig. Yeah. Um, and he sold the fuck out of it, too, man. He, he, he went straight Mr. Limpet, man. Dead fish. Just fucking. Bleh. Yeah. So fucking good. But Moxley Punk end up winning uh, with the GTS and Paradigm Shift combo. This is going to be one of those matches, I think, that. It may not be anyone's match of the year, but like as like top tens and whatever come up, it might get brought back up just sure. because it was one of those matches where you're like everything was on fucking fire. Yeah. No, they had they had the crowd, the you know, and there were some subtle callbacks to uh, you know, Mox 
coming to Punk's aid, mm-hmm. where you know the debut of the Shield was to help right. CM Punk, and right. um, he, apparently Punk was wearing the same trunks as he wore that oh, night no as shit. well. Oh, yeah, I saw that, a side by that, side. That is some serious punk nerd shit, right? Yeah, there. I exactly. Love it. Um, I love it. And then the back to back thing uh, when they were you know fighting off FTR, Punk and uh, Mox went back to back, which they also did uh, at one point in WWE. So there was some super geeky callback shit, which I'm sure you know TK had a hand in. <laughs> oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, because <laughs> he's a steel trap of, uh, of of wrestling history. Just just sitting there like, uh, hey, can you wear those trunks again? Please, 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 yeah, please, 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 yeah, please, please, you know, yeah. with his sweaty, coked out stare. Uh, <laughs> we had a TBS championship match, Jade Cargill defending against the debuting AQA. AQA yeah. was Zeta Ramier in NXT. She had a hot cup of coffee, oh, okay. she's a, uh, uh, a Booker T trainee, and I thought she looked great here. Got she a did. unique look. Got unique gear. Yeah. Beautiful shooting star. Yeah. She's, um, she's there. She's there. She's there. She's there. And she did it. And she it was did. great. And it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beautiful. Jade's still struggling to put some stuff together at times. Uh, and She's progressing now. Credit where credit is due to one Bryce Remsburg absolutely calling spots to both ladies. When oh, I didn't catch lost. that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a point where Bryce was full on screaming crossbody. Like it uh, was, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, eh, you know, but uh, you know, Bryce doing the Lord's work, and uh, uh, we get 27 and 0 Jade hitting the Jaded on AQA. AQA announced as all elite by the end of the week. So uh, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of her. So she's at twenty-seven and zero. How high do you think this? Uh, have, how high do you think they're going to go with this win streak? You're going to go into the fifties. What was Goldberg's? Goldberg's Goldberg was like hundred. Well, yeah, because that's they padded it with like yeah, fucking yeah. thunder tapings and bullshit. Yeah, and, and house show matches and like the and Goldberg's matches weren't going this long either. No, no. I think we might go to forty fifty, maybe. Okay. Um, undoubtedly, it'll be like a big round number at a pay per view, and that's when she'll lose sixty-nine. Nice. nice, nice, nice. Better that than four twenty. That, okay, yeah, but hey, maybe I got some time to burn. Come on, <laughs> um, Serena Deeb absolutely murked Katie Arquette. No relation to yeah. uh, to Dave. Uh, somebody did a Photoshop of uh, Serena Deeb walking out and putting a box wine box in her hand, and that <laughs> pretty much really underlines where Serena Deeb is right now. <laughs> that. Then we had our main event of the evening. It was a Texas death match for the AEW World Championship. Hangman Page defending against Lance Archer. And for something that went 15 minutes, holy shit, this ruled. Yeah, they really uh, they really got all, all they needed to get in in that 15 minutes. It was, it was a barn burner, yeah. a bloody barn burner. Yeah, Hangman Page basically <laughs> making up for his shitty blade job in the first Dragon match. Going full crimson mask here. Yeah, Lance, uh, Lance bled too. Uh, crazy spots. Uh, Lance Archer apparently was going to have some glass break for his entrance, Steve Austin style. Instead, yeah. he got thrown through it because the match started before either guy made it to the ring, which I, like I thought touch. was a very nice touch. Yeah. Uh, Page got a blackout onto an upended set of ring stairs insane because yeah a lot can go wrong with this yes you know the the pointy edge of those uh those steps if he bounced the wrong way and came back on it could impale his fucking back yeah as it was the way he bounced off his head fucking torpedoed into the uh the the ring post uh yeah. which couldn't have helped uh anything uh but man that was that was that's a that's gonna end up on the spot um you know spot of the year list and maybe oh, yeah the uh, entrant the uh the, the the main title theme for uh for dynamite which getting shorter and shorter as they try to take advantage of their lead-in of the Big Bang Theory reruns. But hey, man. Hey, uh, game respect game. Yeah. Um, there was fork shots from Lance Archer. Yeah. Which were brutal and gross. Yep. Uh, and we had a barbed wire chair. Uh, uh-huh. Paige uh, grabs the barbed wire uh, and, and hits rolling elbows with it. And uh, one of the goofiest bits, but I thought was really clever, was uh, 
Dan Lambert was uh, unscrewing the top ropes. Yeah. So that Hangman Page can't hit the buckshot lariat. I mean, that's that's a clever, you know, a, a clever uh, way to, to, to buck the uh, buck the buckshot, if you will. Yeah. Uh, a nice subversion of, of what there we're used to. But that, that came into play into the finish. We had Chekhov's tables on the outside yep. of the ring. Yep. And uh, there was a point where after uh, the, the barbed wire wrap forearm shots were happening, where Page threw down the barbed wire. Well, Paul Turner, he's just, you know, a really, really good referee. He bends down to pick up the barbed wire. That gives Paige the ability to do a fucking roll over the back of Paul Turner like we're doing fucking B-boy moves in the 1980s. Yeah. Hit a buckshot, and the buckshot sends him and Archer out to the floor through both tables. Beautiful. Absolutely finish. ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, but I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely the, the minute loved I realized that's why Paul Turner was bent over. Yeah. Like uh, the the light bulb went off and I'm like, oh you fuckers, you're so good at yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that was some good shit right there. Page wins and uh Adam Cole gets right up in his face, picking up the belt, hands it on Page, and it's very clear that's where we're heading for revolution. Give me that fucking match yeah i'm here for it and then on friday we went to rampage and it kicked off with an absolutely fucking awesome tag match between the young bucks and rpg vice rocky romero and trent beretta uh it it was a best of of the matches they had with each other in new japan but God, the Bucks are so good, and Trent's so good, and Rocky Romero's so good, and there are times in, in pro wrestling where you're like, oh man, all these people are great. This match, eh, not so great. No, this this no. this was this was everything it needed to be. It, it was so much fun. Went 13 minutes, Bucks win clean. Post-match, there's a big hullabaloo with uh, uh, OC uh, taking out uh, uh, Brandon Cutler, then... Uh, super kicks from the Bucks onto OC. Beretta chases off the Bucks, but out from the crowd comes Jay White, hits a Blade Runner, and let's do that fucking thing. Yeah, but you're forgetting the most important part of the match, my friend. Oh, what would that be? That would be when uh, oh, the Bucks yes. were the Bucks were going after OC, and OC rolls under the ring. Yeah, uh, and then out comes the the OC thumb, and then they pull him out. But it's Danhausen, yes. and Danhausen curses the Bucks. Yes, uh, as they eat topes. If yes. if the curse is now just a way to lead into topes, I'm cool with it. Hundred percent. So, does this mean that Danhausen is now a part of Chaos? Uh, I I still think that Orange Cassidy is part of Chaos, but Danhausen is Orange Cassidy's Orange Cassidy. I think that's <laughs> that that's the rule there. I just uh, I we, just need to see Danhausen and Toriano interact. <laughs> it's just it's just where I need. If to be. there's anything that the inevitable AEW New Japan crossover show needs, it's yeah. The, Yes, it's really that. Yeah, and then Cole Cabana's referee, because then it's <laughs> yes. just heavyweights of comedy wrestling. <laughs> uh, then Ricky Starks at the commentary desk, absolutely shit talking Dante Martin. It's gonna be yeah. him against Hobbs and uh, a face of revolution or qualifying match uh, next week on Rampage. So should be very good. Yeah. Then we had Tony Schiavone interviewing Brian Danielson. Danielson cutting a great promo talking about how, uh, you know, only a week before I gave John Moxley an offer and, uh, you know, teaming up with Punk. But it's okay. What I offered him was a long-term relationship. Punk, that's just a one-night stand. That's a great line. And then here comes Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying a Tony Schiavone backstage promo got interrupted by somebody? Uh, sure as shit it did. That's and uh, that's that's insane. I never Seidel that is is getting on Brian Danielson talking about how, hey, you know, you shit talk me and Danielson, nice subversion of expectations, like, look, you're a good wrestler. You're just not as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody uh, whose last name is not Seidel would disagree with that. I think even Matt Seidel would go, yeah, you know, that's yeah, a great that point. That's fair. Very and sure. uh, he said he wanted to see what Lee Moriarty's made of. Moriarty says, hey, you know what? You want violence? I can bring the violence. Nice little promo bit from him. And uh, this Wednesday on Dynamite, we're getting Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty in a match made for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, if this is, you know, Brian's way in that promo of, like, just spouting on all these people he wants to run through in his next feud leading to wherever, let's fucking yeah. go. Yeah. Let's do the thing. You know, he beats them and then collects them. Like like Tony Khan collects pogs. Yes. Uh, that's P-A-W-G-S uh, pogs. 
not Pogs because well, yeah, <laughs> oh my god, you know he definitely had some fucking. Oh, he's got the Steve Allen the Pog for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Behold <laughs> the ultimate Pug, uh, and then Alf, who was back in Pog form. Yes, uh, two legendary Pog jokes there on The Simpsons. But um, uh, yeah, no, if if Brian, you know, all those people that he mentioned in that promo to Mox a couple weeks ago, if he just beats and then pulls under his wing to be yes. his, you know, little uh, minions, I am a million percent here for that. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's what the next three weeks of Dynamite are, I'm in. Uh, Britt Baker then had a match with Robin Renegade, more notable for the uh, hilarious error that Robin <laughs> Renegade's twin sister made uh, on uh, Twitter, man. indicating that Friday night you're going to watch my twin sister lick Britt Baker's ass. <laughs> I mean, just a, a, an amazing uh, spelling failure yes. that led to some even more amazing responses. Yeah. Uh, my, I, you know. TK uh, responded to it with the, you know, the asterisk kick. Uh, yeah, and, and then CM Punk responded saying, best. hey, hey, Tony, do you want me to pull off my vote of Booker of the Year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then P- uh, then Punk also QT'd the uh, the original tweet saying there's there's no way I could uh, promote this match or show any better than this. Yeah, so. yeah, and uh, I think Aubrey... Uh, jumped in on Friday, said Robin really tried to give her a solid ass looking, but it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Britt wins. It, it was a squash. It was sure. more to have a, an angle post-match with Jamie Hayter getting in the face of Mercedes Martinez as not all is going well in Brit Gun. So uh, <laughs> we'll have to see how things play DMD out goon? Yes. Uh, Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander had a pre-taped segment where Chris Statlander laid out the harshest fucking insult I've ever heard a babyface use. Look, uh, man, and I, I know some people are attacking this uh, on the Twitter. Yeah, she was jumped and like got a chair kicked into her face a week before. I'd be a little fired up too. Yes, yeah. For for those who missed it, Chris basically uh, said there was a reason why Layla had to be adopted. Yeah, or why your parents abandoned you as yes. a child. Yes, uh, it was it was brutal as fuck. A little brutal. But... I kind of like this idea of Chris Statlander being a goofy alien who at some point just becomes really fucking mean. <laughs> well, I feel like as an alien, she gets a little bit of a pass. She's not familiar with the mores here <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Earth of what is uh, what also, is appropriate and what is not. Think about the human she hangs out with. If you've ever been on, on Chuck Taylor's Twitter, right. that yeah. man is horrible in the best way. <laughs> the best, most entertaining way possible. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. To this day, I, I can't see Kushida without seeing Ch- uh, Chuck Taylor's random Wrestle Kingdom Night tweet of... Brother really loves him some Back in the Future. <laughs> Where's the lie? Okay. Uh, Where's the lie? What do you think? Um, what do you think Chucky e. T listens to? Um, I, I feel like I actually know what he listens to. Okay, he's, yeah, he's, lay it he's on a me. Big like indie punk bomb the music industry type guy. Like he, right. he likes you know that. Basically, he and I would probably share a lot of interests on on our respective uh, playlists. Apple Music playlists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although he strikes me more as a Spotify guy. Uh, yeah, who knows? I'm, I'm a Spotify guy. Yeah. Uh, well, it, 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 whatever. Uh, I mean, right now there's some reasons not to be a Spotify guy. Well, but hey, listen yeah. to us on Spotify if you're on Spotify. Yeah, we are on Spotify. Yeah, we we we, we don't we don't have any reason to take a bold stance because you we know, collect whatever. $0 from Spotify. Exactly. From the two spins we get on there. <laughs> One of which is mine when I yeah. post the screenshots. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'd imagine Trent would be the weirder playlists for some reason. He strikes me as a ween guy for sure. Well, you know, I, I feel like Trent could, could, you know, go into like the, uh, the every time I die esque sort of mm. uh, you know yeah. post hardcore sort of uh, really sort of really there. excited to be backstage with Andy is what you're saying yeah I think they they're probably uh, you know best friends behind this B- BF's BTS yes yeah that 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 would make a lot of sense but not on BTE uh, Hook murdered another member of the factory <laughs> uh, yeah he did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely murdered the shit out of him. The kid uh, went for a fucking uh, diving crossbody, and just no one in the pool, man. Just yeah, yeah. Shades of Shades of Yeah, Joey Samoe. Yeah, great. And, uh, 
Red, yeah. get, Red Rum gets the finish in under three minutes. And so then, oh, I, I noticed on the – they did like a little um, promo for Revolution uh, of like all you know, things are coming together. Revolution, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and Hook was included in the, uh, yeah. in the video. So I'm thinking – do we get Hook and QT on the pre-show at fucking uh, Revolution? I don't know if it's going to be that or they put him in the ladder match. Because I think you could you could keep him somewhat covered in that. And, you know, if yeah. even if he lost it, he wouldn't get pinned. True, true, true. But him murking QT would be perfect in that, like, pre-main event cooldown spot. Much like they did Paul Paul Wright and uh, QT. Oh, yeah. At, uh, what was it, All Out? Oh, God, that, that went nowhere. Did yeah. It? I guess. Yeah, but it wasn't supposed to. It was supposed to be yeah. know, Big Show Murders uh, dipshit in three minutes. So Yeah, well, I guess that was kind of the heel turn of the gun club, too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Which, hey, uh, that was a main event. There uh, you go. Jurassic Express against Stu- the Stu- Ass Stu- Boys. Segways tonight. Yeah, very, very good, uh, your segues today. Um, Jurassic Express had a match with the gun club. Gun club, they're fine. I, You know what? I, I, I feel like they... they accomplish the role in this match well yeah yeah I, I i can give them that just i don't know i there there are so many other more interesting tag teams that i'd rather see jurassic express defend tag belts against sure but i mean you know to to help pump up the jurassic express's numbers yeah. you had you had some um you know the the dynamic of Christian and Billy Gunn and history between them and you know from WWE and that that kind of worked out as well for for a, what it was a three or four week feud just yeah. one and done I'm I'm fine with it and then now whomever will challenge if it's if Santana and Ortiz beat Jericho and Hager I, I mean I can't imagine them being in the rankings high enough. To, to earn a title shot already, but yeah. me, I'm not sure what the uh, tag team standings are looking like now. Um, I'm bringing up the AEW page because they always have the rankings on there. Let's see what they are as of. So as of Wednesday, that was the last time they updated it, the tag team rankings are uh, Ass Boys at the top. Well, no, no uh, longer. Yeah. yeah uh, the acclaimed FTR, Kings of the Black Throne, and Private Party. In that order. Well, I d- can't imagine it being private party because uh, yeah. they just lost a match last week. Yep. Uh, to them, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. FTR, uh, they're always kind of there. And then who was who was right above them? Um, a- above FTR was the acclaimed. The below acclaimed. FTR was Kings of the Black Throne. I think Kings of the Black Throne are going to be tied up with Death Triangle. Death Triangle. Yeah. So maybe the acclaimed get a title shot at. Uh, well, no, because well, Max Caster's in a qualifying match. Yeah, he's he's in a qualifying match. Uh, well, let, let's talk about those lineups. So, yeah. Dynamite Wednesday, Pack Show, Hager and uh, Jericho against Santana and Ortiz, hoping Santana and Ortiz win. I also hope they bring back their original theme because that song fucking ruled. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't they come out to – was that a different theme they came out to? That was a different to? theme. Yeah. That was a different theme. It's been yeah. so long since I've heard the original P&P theme. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow yeah. and Max Caster. Oh, is the face of the oh, it's Wardlow match, and Max Caster, okay. which Wardlow is definitely winning. Um, yeah, that's a, just before Showtime. There was a a tweet that Max Caster put out uh, <laughs> where where he said, and I quote: "People who say I'm going to die in this match are wrong. Wardlow is not actually strong. He is all CGI. <laughs> Warner Media has great technology. Simply an algorithm made to raise the female demo, and I'm going to diss his deep fake ass on Dynamite." <laughs> Release the Wardlow cut. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we've got Thunder Rosa and Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez in a no DQ match. We've oh, got cool. Lee Moriarty versus Brian Danielson. And we've got the added on Rampage Sammy Guevara Darby Allen match for the TNT Championship, which is going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, they're going to kill each other. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like there's going to be some sort of disputed finish to get Andrade in the mix. And then we go to Revolution with three way. And Rampage next Friday, that's supposed to have Trent Beretta versus Jay White. I, I don't think it ends here. Um, I think it is merely phase one of many. Yeah. And the aforementioned Dante Martin and Powerhouse Hobbs face of the Revolution qualifier. That should fucking roll, too. Just yeah. a, another great two days of pro wrestling television. Yeah, no, they're kind of firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to dispute, and I, I think everything's going to grow great until Tony Khan ODs on Coke one of these days. 
because well, you know he'll just have to drink a white claw and take him back down. You know, <laughs> you got to eat him out. You know, yeah, yeah. Need the need those uppers and those downers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah, neither do I. All right, we're just gonna cut the episode here. Thanks for joining us. Bah. Sorry, I couldn't come up with a joke at the end of the show. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And now Fandango for the Can You Dance In It Foundation. Your sweatpants, you wear them, but you dance in them. Condoms, can you dance in them? Small chubby orphans. Ask yourself, can you dance in them? Randy Orton's butt, you can dance in them. But what about my Crocs? They're really comfortable. Can you dance in them? These are my skinny jeans. I feel real nice in them when I've lost a couple of pounds. Can you dance in them? It's my grandfather's coffin. I just got it for him. Died of ALS. Can you dance in it? What are you asking me here, Mandango? Can you dance in it? These are tap shoes. Can you dance in them? Tap shoes, you absolutely can dance in them. But can you dance in them? These are made for dancing. I promise you, these are dancing shoes. Can you dance in them? I'm just gonna say a country and see what you say in response. Uzbekistan. Can you dance in them? Apartheid. Can you dance in them? You having a stroke? Yes! I can't stop dancing. My legs hurt so much. It feels like there's lava in my veins. Your restless leg syndrome can go fuck itself. I've been doing the cha-cha for seven months, and I feel like my knees are going to explode. Have you tried a buterol for restless leg? Can you dance on it? All right, I'm gonna leave now. Can you dance with me? Kill me. Please kill me. (laughs) 